welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's Garbage People and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. And my name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hi, 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 hi. Hi, how are you? Ugh, I feel, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Oh, no. I have put you through so much in the past few days. <laughs> And I feel terrible. At it. Um, we are we are recording today on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all of our um, mama listeners, include you know not just our personal mothers, Mama Trash Can and Tina Curry, but you know any listener who's a mother uh, or um, doesn't want to be a mother but has a pet or whatever. If you if you like this day, happy to you. But we were supposed to record. Last week, instead, because you know I'm on I'm on vacation right now, and what did I go and do? I went and got a migraine. You know, damn you! <laughs> I went and got a migraine, but that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was okay. I have a migraine, like it hurts to my teeth. Let's just do this tomorrow morning, and then I slept through my alarm, and I, from what I understand. <laughs> scared Erica to bits. <laughs> I texted Cassandra's partner. Like I, I Instagram DM'd him <laughs> just to make sure she was okay. <laughs> I I am a morning person typically, so he understood why if I was told if I told someone I will be with you in the in the morning and I am not awake, that it's definitely like cause for alarm, but I didn't die, but I felt so bad. I was like, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. And it it's not, oh, I just was worried. Like, it's totally fine. <laughs> but like, I know that worried feeling. <laughs> it's that adrenaline slash worry. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, she, she died of her migraine, yes, which happens. Yes. I know. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go over there and and like have to get her roommate involved. Like I was going through it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're fine. Um, yeah, I was hugging. I was like sleeping, clutching like a pillow in my arms, which is how I tend to sleep if I'm sleeping alone. And uh my phone, I don't I don't like really loud iPhone alarms. I find them like jarring and awful. So I kind of have my pretty low and then it kind of soothes me awake. It usually takes about two minutes, but it soothes me awake. But my my clutch pillow was on top of my phone. So that quiet alarm went off for mm, over an hour. That's so funny to me. <laughs> well, I went to a, a brunch yesterday, like a birthday mm -hmm. brunch, mm -hmm. uh, where I brought champagne and sparkling rosé as like a a gift and proceeded to be what felt like the only one to imbibe in it. Oh. And I kept trying to push it onto other people and the the hostess had like six or seven bottles of champagne in the fridge but I was like this is good shit y'all like oh man they made they made sangria like everyone should try the sangria <laughs> and I I was like, am I being too loud? Am I being <laughs> like all of the paranoia of being at a, a vaxxed brunch 
with people flooded me. You tried you tried to make the party happen. I tried to make the party happen and I was like, am I succeeding or am I just being the party alone? You know? Damn, you you should have come up to Lake Arrowhead because we we got here on Friday night and we made the party happen. I mean, like everyone kind of contributed, but like we played flip cup. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. There's a group of eight of us here and everyone's vaccinated and most of us are within a pod together already, but you know, some outer pod people and we, yeah, we played flip cup. It was a blast. But then, you know, yesterday morning I was unwell. (laughs) I, I went to bed at 9 p.m. after a brunch. Gosh, that's because why I, I don't like brunch. I just, I don't like, I, I, I'm I sorry. I'm sorry. I, I came for hot chicken in another episode and now I'm coming for brunch a little bit. Like, I, I see the appeal, but like, also like mimosas, you're going to give me a headache with that shit. And I'm also in bed by nine. I'm surprised you weren't in bed by six. Well, I, I got home a little after six, took my bra off, and was like, I'm done. Absolutely. I'm done for the day. Oh, man. And it's like usually hot, like you're like sun-kissed and tired. Ooh, God, God love you. You know, I would do a brunch with you. Let me tell you, I bring the party. I I bring the party to a brunch. You bring uh, the party to the party. So to the party. Together, so together. <laughs> a brunch with us would be... <laughs> That's, we're getting kicked out of a restaurant. <laughs> Why are you trash this week? Besides everything I just said? Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's another food one. <laughs> this one's really embarrassing. <laughs> or it feels it feels really embarrassing to me. So like, you know how they say like, don't go grocery shopping hungry? I uh-huh. agree with this statement. But when I grocery shop at Trader Joe's hungry, I'll always get a tuna wrap. Like, cause they've got all like those pre, like pre whatever salads and wraps and stuff, which most of the wraps are shitty, but I'll get a tuna wrap. And then I don't know why this specific craving also seems to hit whenever I'm super hungry, but I'll get like one of the individual like things of chocolate milk. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Like dairy milk which is not something that my body likes. Mm-hmm. So in the car on the way home, I will consume a bottle of chocolate milk and a tuna wrap and then wonder, why am I like this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, am I pregnant? Who wants fish and, and, cho- and dairy at the same time? Chocolate Unless, like, dairy at that. Chocolate dairy specifically. <laughs> I guess there's clam chowder, but you, it's not chocolate clam chowder, and there's a reason. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you trash? Well, I was doing laundry in my building the other day, mm-hmm. and I it takes a key to get in, and I keyed in, and then sitting right in the floor was a pair of, of underwear, mm. but they were clearly dirty underwear. And there was another person in the laundry room doing laundry. And I just simply stepped over that pair of panties instead of being like, um, are these yours? Like it was like a, you know, a pair of underwear and a short and a shirt that was right in front of the, right in front of the door. And instead of just doing the polite, like, 
I think you might have left something. <gasps> I just stepped right over it because I was so embarrassed about the pair of underwear, like for them. Oh my god! So I just stepped over it like I'm like an animal. See, like I don't know what I would have done in that situation either, though, because if they're like that, we're talking like soiled. <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, I, I don't know how detailed because I, I want to get. That you know, I, we don't have to talk about the particular. Yeah. They were dirty panties. I like because if you tell them, "Hey, you're, <laughs> you dropped some stuff," then they know that you saw it. Yes. You know, but technically, if you just walk in, you know, have like headphones in, maybe maybe you're just the kind of person who walks eyes up all the time. So it was a judgment call, and I made the judgment to do, to to not alert them, and then you know they they you know, started their laundry and then as they were exiting they were like oh oops and then like made a production of it said <coughs> oh oops and then like went back to the laundry machine with said dirty panties and i was like ay 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 this is bad for both of us <laughs> oh no yeah not the production of it it was <laughs> It was the production of it that oh, made it kind of. Uh, oh, oh, oh oops. oops. Oh, Whereas God. I would have just thrown them away. Yeah. Been no, like, I, would, oh. I probably, I would have picked them up, taken them home and then moved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the other option. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's very funny. Should we get into our first story? Absolutely. From www edp24.co slash uk. I've never heard you do the www before. It felt important to say. I like it. Yeah. Sixteens get stuck in toddler swings. <sighs> Why are they? Is this a TikTok trend? This uh, toddler swing business? Mm-hmm. Okay. Teenagers have been cut free by firefighters after taking part in TikTok challenge to squeeze into toddler swings and film themselves. Six youngsters in Norfolk have been so far released from the swings as the challenge sweeps the country. Norfolk, which is in Virginia, I believe, by the way, I Googled it. I didn't Google like super far, but, uh, you know, I typed in Norfolk and then Virginia came up. Norfolk Fire and Rescue has a spat of calls for its firefighters to free the trapped teenagers and older children. And bosses said rescuing them could hamper crews to getting to, ser to serious emergencies. So is this a TikTok trend or is this a Norfolk specific? Like, it sounds like it's these firefighters having to do it over and over again. Well, that's a great question. I don't really know. It seems like it's taking the nation by storm, but it's just concentrated in this Norfolk area. So I remember I've always been a a bigger girl, you know? Although I saw some pictures at my mom's place when I, last time I was over there and I did have a jawline, which I didn't think I did. Cause I, and I know that for a fact, cause I don't have one now. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I remember this like kind of thing when you're a teenager of like wanting to prove still how small you are. Uh-huh. You know? So like I guess I see guess I see how this got started. I just I'm I'm feeling for all the five, ten thicker teenagers who are like, oh, cool trend. I I can't even attempt that. Right. Because I know I'm gonna get stuck and 
cool. I hate myself. Maybe they don't hate that. I think they have a lot healthier self-image these days than uh, we did back in our day. (laughs) And I feel like, and this is maybe just age, but I feel like they are just in generally smaller than we were. I mean, I don't know. They look like adults to me on TikTok. They do their makeup like adults, that's for sure. Yeah, but like there are small adults. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just that I'm older and bigger and I am I see anyone that's not as a youth. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I definitely can identify someone who's under 18. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't say that like when I'm on TikTok, like that they're just fooling me all the time. Like I have proud proud i was able to get the teenagers out of my algorithm because you know when you first start on tiktok they show you all the really popular stuff and then you're like okay get out Moving on. i, I don't, don't like an under 18 video i don't want to see it i do not want to see it i mean unless nope. it's like like an actual little kid doing something that's very funny and, vi- and viral then like mm-hmm. sure but no if you're in high school i don't i don't need to see your tiktoks I don't need you to see – I don't need to see your TikToks and I don't need you listening to Trashy Crap Trashy. Yeah, you really don't want youths listening to this. I just feel like they're not ready emotionally for it. <laughs> they don't need to look this hard in the mirror yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be bright-eyed and optimistic about the world, not jaded like the journalists that we've become. I know. But you know what? Heike, like any teenager, they would hate us anyways. Did you go to the video store a lot when you were a teenager? Yes, there was like nothing more fun than walking around Blockbuster around the around the edge where the, all the new releases were. And it was a cool place to work. I didn't work there, but like cool kids did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We had uh in in one town over in Elgin, there was a family video like like not the brand name family video, just like an offshoot uh-huh. <laughs> of like family, family who was like this is this is the business we're gonna have uh-huh and there was an older woman there who i always felt like was judging my picks mm. and so i was always like i'd bring up the thing i really wanted to watch and then i'd bring up something that i thought she'd like approve of so Ugh. i'd always end up renting two videos <laughs> yeah there was a video store down the street from my first apartment that my mom got in Burbank and there was a cute guy who worked there. And so I wouldn't rent videos from there unless unless I knew that they might make me look kind of cool. But like in retrospect, like <laughs> what movies I guess I don't know. I, what what movies can a, a 15 year 14, 15 year old like look cool watching? Uh Interview with the Vampire comes to mind. Ooh, that is a good one. All of this is to say, our next story comes to us from fox10phoenix.com. Woman charged with felony embezzlement for not returning 21-year-old VHS rental tape. In Norman, Oklahoma. You know where that is? I do. Yeah, that's the home of the OU Sooners. Thank you. Karen McBride always prided herself on being a law-abiding citizen until she found out that she was wanted for felony embezzlement after not returning a VHS tape rented in 2000. McBride, who is now 52 and lives in Texas, she said she recently went to the local DMV to update her driver's license after getting married. The DMV notified her that she had an outstanding warrant in Norman, Oklahoma, where she used to live. 
It threw me off guard, McBride told Fox television stations on Saturday. I had no reason to have anything like that on me. McBride believed her ex-boyfriend, who had two younger daughters, had rented Sabrina the Teenage Witch from a local video store rental and never returned the tape. The store, the movie place, has gone out of business, according to Fox 25. McBride said she reached out to her ex-boyfriend. He has a Facebook account. He hasn't responded yet, she said. I'm sure he's going to hide in a hole or he's going to come back very happy that he's made my life a living you-know-what. I don't think he fucking has it either. No, no, that videotape is long gone. Like, obviously, like, it wasn't, you know, this probably wasn't intentional, like, she broke my heart, fuck her, I'm gonna ruin her life, and I'm gonna keep this, and and then you'll see. Yeah, I think that there should be no school lunch debt, and I think that all videotapes should be forgiven at this point. Yeah, because I, like, I don't know, like, to me, what... I'm going to ask a real question. It might be kind of shady. Okay. Or maybe I should ask it when we speak more about this article. McBride said she majored in business at Florida State University and has lost several high-paying jobs after bosses ran a criminal background check. She was never told why, but now realizes the embezzlement charge had likely something to do with it. It caused me to have to work crappy jobs, two and three jobs at a time, she continued. I have an education. I shouldn't have to do that and struggle the way I struggled. The more I think about it, the more it pisses me off. McBride said the current district attorney for Cleveland County, Oklahoma, informed her the charge was dismissed and her record was expunged. She's now looking at an attorney to take civil action, though several lawyers told her she doesn't have a case. I believe there's somebody out here that's going to see that I do. It's caused me a lot of heartache. This is just fucking wild. Like it's who is she suing? Exactly the the old family video. Like (laughs) yeah, like. Okay, because this is, this is where I got confused, and here's where my shady question comes into to play. If she, why are you gonna re- why are you gonna reach out to an ex boyfriend of 21 years ago about this, as if he can do anything, you know? Like, right? <laughs> I think she just wanted to talk to her her ex, and she was like, "Well, here's an excuse," you know? <laughs> is that yeah. like is that crazy? Because like I, oh, like you can't pay me to speak to some of my exes. I don't want to ever. And right. I can't think of anything that would come up that would make me do it. You know? I, I ignore LinkedIn requests from ex-boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's over. We're done. Especially 21 years. I haven't been live long enough to have an ex 21 years in the past. But like, I, I yeah, when I when I get there, I don't know. It's just like, is she suing? Yeah. And you're going to sue a closed video store? Well, Which it's like, like, I didn't know that they could do this. I didn't know that a video store, it must have gotten sent to collections or something. Yeah. That's what's wild to me is it's just like, at that point, right off the loss, it was a $20 videotape. Yeah. That's really dumb. If If a place closes, then I guess collections doesn't work that way, but like it should where if a place closes, then- no, but why would it? Collections is awful and predatory. <laughs> this woman's credit. Has she ever thought to herself, man, why does my credit dog shit? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of questions if this is the first you're finding out about it. <sighs> right. Or like, would she would get her, she said that she lost high paying jobs because her criminal background check would come back wrong. Like when the first time that happened, did you ever think, what's on my criminal record? <laughs> yeah, 
That's the minute I would have checked in. Yeah. I had a background check recently for my new job and like I looked that shit over. I mean, I didn't get, you know, I got the job and right. <laughs> I have a criminal background, but like I still looked just to see. Of course. I look every time I have to do that. I'm like, what's what came up? Anything come up? Nothing came up? Good to know. Great. Well, have you ever asked a cop if they would like to bang you and offer people free lap dances? Mm, I don't think I have. Oh, okay. Well, that might cause a red flag on your criminal record. <laughs> I would think so. According to the IB Times, Olivia Taylor Washek, a Florida model, was arrested for offering people free lap dances and asking cops to bang her. A drunk Florida woman was arrested over the weekend after she allegedly offered lap dances to strangers on the street and asked officers if they wanted to bang on the sidewalk. ACAB M. All cops aren't banging model. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Police were informed to reach the scene as Olivia Taylor Washek, 28, was offering lap dances to citizens on Saturday. She was immediately arrested for disorderly intoxication. She wasn't in her senses when the officers arrived. She even threatened paramedics when they were called in to help the officers before the arrest. Taylor Washek is an aspiring model and has appeared in several magazine covers. Doesn't sound like she's aspiring. I mean, I guess we should figure out the magazines before I say that. She was eventually released on Sunday on her own recognizance. She was, according to her Instagram profile, she was currently second in her group among other girls in a Maxim CoverGirl competition. Mm. The winner receives a $25,000 grand prize, and she said she'd use the money to pay off her student loans. Oh, that's nice. But, uh, <laughs> you know, then you, then you got too drunk. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't been there? Again, me at brunch yesterday, I could have been this woman. I've been to Vegas with a girl who she wasn't offering free lamp dances, but she was sitting on strangers' laps in the casino. Was it bringing them luck? No. Okay. <laughs> Bummer. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Sit in your Vegas stories, by the way, listeners. Mm -hmm. She didn't get evaluated when paramedics reached her because she allegedly threatened to punch them. If they touched her. So apparently free lap dances only for uh, bystanders, not for paramedics. <laughs> uh, this is just wild. I I've been, I, I try not to be that drunk in public ever. But uh, like if I'm going to really turn it up, I want to be like in a private home. I don't know if I've ever been. I can't say that I've I haven't ever been this drunk, but like I don't think I've ever been this drunk. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been Florida drunk before. Sure. I mean, who amongst us hasn't, but. Of course. <laughs> you know what I want when, I'm, when I've drink, been in a night of drinking? Ooh, a sandwich. A sandwich sometimes. Oh, Just a nice, like a Jimmy John sandwich. Mm, can't put my finger on what a Jimmy John sandwich tastes like, but I bet it's good. I was thinking it's Jersey like Mike's. It's like an elevated Jersey Mike's, I would say. Oh, wow. Well, according to HuffPost.com, ultra chill Jimmy John's employee takes sweet time during armed robbery. He said he wasn't scared and the robbery felt like amateur hour. 
So Tucker Murray is rapidly becoming an internet legend for his cool under pressure. The 24-year-old assistant manager at Jimmy John's in Kansas City, Missouri, is a clear star of surveillance footage from Wednesday when a place was robbed. The video shows a man later identified as Terry Rayford walking up to the counter ordering food before pulling out a gun, demanding cash, and going so far as to shove the gun in Murray's face. None of that appeared to impress Murray, though. The, the video shows him coolly staring down Rayford while slowly pulling off his work gloves and casually opening the register as if he's more fed up than scared. It's funny that he pulled off his gloves. Like, I would just, like, give him that mayonnaise money, you know? Like, uh-huh. it's just... Plus That's how money. the cops could identify it later is by the serial numbers and the smell of mayonnaise. It's 100%. Come on. He told Buzzfeed, BuzzFeed News that he wasn't afraid at all because he felt like the robber wasn't actually going to shoot him. Murray said, I was thinking, fuck this guy, dude, because he did it like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 4KC reports that the suspect, Rayford, was already on parole for a different armed robbery and allegedly admitted to committing other robberies to support a drug habit. Oh, that took a turn. It did. Uh, yeah, I was actually surprised when the detective told me he had done like 12 other robberies and had been to jail before because it was amateur hour. So, I mean, <laughs> don't impress him much. Literally. Don't. <laughs> oh, man. So I wonder what the... I've always been so curious about, like, the betting situation in prisons and jails. Because you're a gambler? No, not the betting. Uh, like, the the where you lay your head. Like, where you sleep at night. Like, betting. <laughs> oh. <I'm laughs> I thought you were like, I'm always wondering, like, you know, like, when I'm in prison, like, where? what are the odds, you know? <laughs> right. What are, we, what are we betting on? Because everything that I get from commissary is up for grabs. I got to make the time to go by faster. <laughs> Right. Quick aside, one of the my friends who's here in Arrowhead with us loves to gamble. Like, and so every time that we get tipsy and drunk, including Flip Cup, she always wants to put money on it. And even yesterday, I did a I did a live stream on Twitch for um, one of your friends actually, and she didn't realize I was doing a table read for a pilot. She thought I was like having to participate in some sort of video game and she's like what's the buy-in i'll sit in like she's wild <laughs> I, I love like, it oh, man. yeah i was like i gotta keep uh oh you know her krista oh oh yeah i didn't know that about her but that's amazing yeah so uh if you're in la and you need to get your hair done go to krista i think i've, I've hoarded her on a past podcast and yeah you you guys will have so probably you shouldn't talk about it to be honest i think that <laughs> It might uh, ban each other's flames. Yeah, we're like, Erica went to Krista to get her hair done, and then neither of them came back. And then you guys are like, we're in Pachanga. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into our story. Bed sheets, my bad. (laughs) According to Metro.ko slash UK, a third of people only wash their bed sheets once a year. A third. Third. Whoa. We are sad to bring you the grossest news you'll likely hear today. A third of people in the UK only wash their bed sheets once a year. One time oh in a whole fucking year. 
The This is research based on a survey of 2,000 people conducted by Hammond's Furniture. One in three, 30% admitted to washing their bedding just once a year, a habit which experts say can lead to bacteria, build up itchy skins, and mites. And our gross habits don't stop at the bed sheets because 36% of Brits only wash blankets once a year and 18% only washing jeans annually. Now, <sighs> denim I can kind of understand. If it's not stretched a denim- year? Like that that hard old school denim, I get. Uh, not a year though, dude. Like I, you know, I I understand the jeans thing too, but like you can't. I I don't buy jeans expensive enough for to even worry about them in the wash. Uh-huh. But like I I just can't imagine. I can't think of anything that I only do once a year. Like I I'm pretty sure I have Christmas more often than that. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> People are cleaner when it comes to towels. 40% of people wash after each use, while 45 ensuring that they washed after five uses. This is really sad, though, is that 80%, well, 80% wash garment, undergarments after everywhere, but there are significant gender differences. A quarter of men admitted to washing their underwear after five uses compared to just 13% of women. And then worryingly, one in 10 men claim to wash their underwear after every 10 uses compared to just 3% of women. Ladies, are you not getting UTIs? Yeah, this is, that's in a chill up my spine. Like, what the fuck? I'll change underwear twice a day if I feel like it. Yeah, if if I'm feeling that not so fresh feeling, whatever. (laughs) I'll change them. I'll change them. Like, this might be, mm, is it TMI? Mm, 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 mm. Let's say I'm getting dressed to go out. And then prior to uh, going out, my partner and I decide, hey, we've got a few extra minutes. Would you, we, would you be interested in sex? I will not put on those underwear again. I will put on brand new ones. I, I won't put re-put on underwear that's only been worn for like 20 minutes. Yeah. No, I don't like getting UTIs. I don't want them. Nope. Oh, can't do it, dude. So I don't know if you're going to think that I'm trashy or proud of me or both or neither. I bought these fucking linens. Ooh, they were expensive too. Expensive linens from uh, a, an LA company that I don't want to name, but like $275 linens, you know, a duvet cover and um, pillowcases. And I wash them nor- as much as normal. Every once in a while, like I'll, uh, I'll had to wash them like maybe one or two times more because of, you know, like my dogs stink or they have an accident or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I wash them a normal amount and they are like falling apart, like fading and like little holes in them. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And everyone's like, well, you're probably washing them too much because, you know, the dogs and stuff. I was like, how often do you wash your things? And then we talk about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm washing them the same. So I reach out to this company and I'm like, you guys, these were $300 fucking blankets. Like, what's up? I got them to refund me half my money. Wow. I bought them in August and they refunded me half my money. The first thing they said was like, we'll give you a 50% discount if you want to buy a replacement. I was like, I am absolutely not interested in spending any more money with your company. And then they were like, all right, well, here, we'll give you 50% back. And I was like, score. So yeah, that's a win in my book. I I mean, I like, sometimes you got to stand up for yourself. You know who else had to stand up for themselves? (sighs) Tell them. 
The man in our next story from metalinjection.net, sent in by Anthony Charles. Thank you, Anthony. Drummer's corpse propped up behind his kit at his funeral. I don't like this. The wake for drummer Brenton McPherson, also known as Bonnie Brent, sure was a unique one. Mostly because McPherson's body, instead of being laid down in an open casket style, was propped up behind his drum kit for one final performance. The video of the setup was posted by Covenant Funeral Homes, Inc. on their YouTube channel. It probably goes without saying, if you're not in the mood to see a literal dead guy, probably skip this video. The funeral home posted, reunited with his dad, the late greats Tom Charles, Pamela Maynard, Dennis Brown, and the many artists gone before him. This was truly an honor. Thank you, Bonnie. We needed you to tell the world about Jesus. Without him, this would still be in my dreams. All right. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense to me, but it, I'm not grieving, so I'm sure it makes sense to those who are grieving. Do me a favor. <laughs> Yeah. Do not post a photo of this on our Instagram. <laughs> okay. You have to seek this out, trashy, trashy listeners. Like, yeah, we'll we'll give you the link to the story as we always do. But like, because I don't want to see this. I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be crazy to anybody. I don't like looking at dead bodies. So the, I, the fucking, because people always make jokes about this. Like, oh, at my funeral, I'm going to fucking do this, this, and this. Uh-huh. And that doesn't happen because that's fucking crazy. But this is, this is insane. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's kind of gross, right? Like, it's not gross in the way of like, oh, wow, you're really disrespecting that guy. Like, I'm sure he would have loved it. But like, you're more like, it's just gross for everyone who has to like walk in and like, oh, like, I I would feel like I would need like to talk to my therapist about it after. Yeah, I I would definitely want to talk to a therapist about something like that. What's what's the word? Macabre? Macabre, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is like this is bad. <laughs> Let's get into our next story then. Something a little more lighthearted from the New oh, York please. Post. Yes, absolutely. A Long Island man dodges eviction for 20 years living in a house that he doesn't own. Nice. A Long Island man only ever made one mortgage payment and has deftly used courts to stay in-house for 23 years for free, according to legal papers. Guramit Hansball, 52, has filed four lawsuits and claimed bankruptcy seven times to avoid being booted from the 2,081-square-foot East Meadow home that he, quote, bought for 290000 in 1998. Okay, call me crazy, but to buy anything in New York for under $300,000... Feels like he got a steal to begin with. Well, I mean, this was 1998, but absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what is that in today's money? Under a million still? I I think that's still a bargain. It's hard to say. But uh, two different banks and a real estate company have owned the three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home since Hansbill was foreclosed upon in 2000. But Hansbill, he remains. Hansbill not only occupies the home, leveraging the U.S. bankruptcy code's automatic stay rules, which gives debtors a temporary reprieve from all collection efforts, harassments, and foreclosures. I guess I didn't think about it until right now, because now we've done this story and then the VHS tape lady. But like, what do you think the average credit score is amongst all the people that we talk about? in our Oh, great question. I mean, I've been working hard. Mine is on the rise. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these people and I'm saying you've got under 600 for sure. 
I would say even lower, Erica. I would say under four. Oh, my God. It can happen. Yeah. Yeah, it can. It can. Seven times. Like, how? After which bankruptcy did they go, hey, asshole, we're not doing this anymore. Like, you can you can file for bankruptcy seven times. Well, I suppose our former president probably has a few. But, like, how is that possible? Well, let's see. Hansel has a history of litigations and is incredibly long and sordid, according to Katz, who added while he's been... He's seen occupants in the foreclosed homes before. Nothing approaches the length of stay of this one. Just for everyone who's curious, Donald Trump has filed for bankruptcy six times. So, you know. That's how he keeps living in Trump Towers and at Mar-a-Lago, right? Yeah, not not as bad as this guy, I guess. So he he had the initial 7.375% interest rate on the 232,000 adjustable rate mortgage. And he likely saved himself upward of $440,000 by not paying his bills. But is he saving anything? Like, at what point does this become illegal? Well, I mean, he's gaming the system that's put in place there. He made one mortgage payment in 1998 of $1,602.37 before defaulting, prompting the bank to begin foreclosure proceedings a year later. I mean, this is wild. Like, and, and then at some point, he, in 2004, he transferred the deed of the home to a friend, Rajinder Powell, even though he had no legal right to do so, according to court papers. And then Powell, using that same address, filed for bankruptcy in 2005, staving off eviction again. It's like, apparently, like, Powell's like, man, like, this is a really great place, man. Like, how, how do you, how do you afford this? And Hansville goes, actually, I'm, I'm looking for someone to do a job for me. Let me let you in on a little secret that I learned about the U.S. legal system. Well, and so one of the spots, one of the banks that he was using with all this, you know, like, you know, hubbub was Washington Mutual, which closed in 2008. (laughs) One of the largest bank collapses in American history. And the assets were eventually turned over to J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase could not get his ass out either. The new bank was unable to boot Hansel and had locked litigations with him for years, with Hansel filing at least three lawsuits against J.P. Morgan Chase in the Nassau County Supreme Court. So the pandemic may have given Hansel yet another reprieve because the COVID-19 backlog in New York housing's courts have kept them from pursuing their eviction effort. I mean, this is wild. And on the one hand, I'm like... I hope that nobody feels inspired by this and tries to do this themselves. But then on the other hand, I fucking hate like corporate greed and how hard it is to like mm-hmm. afford shit. So I kind of like when people stick it to the man like this. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, he's figured out a system and it's worked for him and he has stayed in this home for, you know, 20 years. Oh, over 20 <laughs> years. So. I mean, who are we? I I suppose we should, you know, pause for a moment and give all the listeners and ourselves time to clap for this man. I mean, he's a trash icon. Like, you make one mortgage (laughs) payment and you get to live off that? Like, what is 23 divided by $1,600? A lot. Smart on him, you know? Can you imagine if, like, you know, like, in a couple weeks it was like, hey, uh, why are you trash this week? Okay, so... I've been living in my apartment (laughs) rent-free for the past, you know, whatever. (laughs) 
Ugh, I wish that we were that trashy. You know what we might be, though? Oh, my God. Are we? I think we're chuggy. <laughs> we're total chuggy. Uh, this comes from the New York Times.com, which, not to brag, is a you know publication that I pay for. What is chuggy? You know it when you see it. Out of touch? Basic? A new term to describe a certain aesthetic is gaining popularity on TikTok. Okay, TikTok. I have a word for you that my friends and I use, and you are clearly all in need of. Haley Kane, 24, a copywriter in Los Angeles, uh, says on a TikTok post March 30th. In her video, she gestures to another video of a girl who is describing the type of people who get married at 20 years old or have millennial girl boss energy and wonders, what do we call this kind of person? I keep seeing videos like this, and the word, my friend, is chuggy. It's not quite basic, but it describes someone who is a conformist or perhaps generic in their taste and not quite uncool. So, like, this isn't live, laugh, love. Everyone knows that that's shitty, right? Like, Uh that's basic. But, like, Chevron is included in Mm -hmm. things that are chuggy. So, like, live, laugh, love, absolutely not. Get your wood signs out of here. But if you got, if you went for, like, a Chevron, like, accent wall, (laughs) you're chuggy. Here's a list of chuggy things. The Hype House, Golden Goose Sneakers, anything associated with Barstool Sports, Gucci belts with the double G logo, being really into sneaker culture, Ray Dunn pottery, and obviously anything Chevron. One of my friends said lasagna is chuggy. Okay, that's rude. Leave lasagna out of this. Yeah. Um, Thrifting, making your own clothes, Levi's products, Birkenstocks, home decor not found at Target. Those Those are are things unchuggy, right? Unchuggy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Looking good for yourself and not caring what other people think, that confidence exudes non-chuginess. Who the fuck is not? It, it, look, I love this word. I think it's very fun. However, like I don't know anybody who isn't a little chuggy. For sure. This is I don't care for the term chuggy. Like I get the concept and I'm against what it's for. But this is what happens when we stop stealing like slang from African-American vernacular and like let white people make up slang is we get the word chuggy. <laughs> you just don't like the way it sounds? I just don't like the way it sounds. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's very, very fair. They do say that, uh, you know, that like chuggy, everyone, everyone can be a little bit chuggy. It says that those, though it has slight negative connotations, people who use the term say that they often identify as chuggy themselves. Everyone has something chuggy in their closet. We didn't intend for it to be a mean thing. Some people have claimed that it is. It's just a fun word that we use as a group of friends that has somehow t- resonated with a bunch of people. It's totally up to your interpretation, says Miss Kane. I'll send something to our group chat and be like, is this chuggy? And some will say yes, and some will say no. Okay. Now I'm starting to turn on it for some reason. But I i mean, like, let me live. Yeah, just let a bitch live. Like, I've got chewy stuff in my in my closet, I'm sure. Sure. I mean, and I like I, I guarantee that I'm, I'm more chewy than not. But also, like, sometimes I like shit that's also considered basic. I I do, too. I do, too. So- I'm doing I'm doing no by May, like I talked about. Mm-hmm. 
And I bought a pair in April of denim shorts that has like frays and cutouts in them. Mm -hmm. And they're hella cute, but I got them and they were way too small because I guess I have grown during the pandemic. Oh my God, same. So posing it to the listeners, is it okay if I exchange the jeans? Does that count for no by May? If, if if the money is net neutral, I just ship the product back and they ship me a new pair. Is that okay? I think that, I think that counts. The money's already gone. It's already spent. Money's already been spent. No new money is, is, is placed. So I'm also trying to do no by May and I have failed already. But let me ask this to the listeners. if Because Target doesn't let you try on anything anymore. Because oh. of COVID. So if I return every single thing that I bought <laughs> because I don't like how any of it fits, does that <laughs> am I clear? Did I in fact not participate in <laughs> I don't know. I mean I definitely bought stuff, but like I'm returning all of it. I don't know. It I, I guess it, nice, if it comes it? up to a net neutral. <laughs> oh well. Oh fucking well. I mean you know, it's like a diet. If you if you screw up one day, that doesn't mean if if you screw up your breakfast, that doesn't mean you have an unhealthy dinner. Exactly. Right. And you know what else you could screw up pretty big? What? You could accidentally move the border of a country. This is bananas to me and wildly European, this story. According to the BBC.com, a Belgian farmer accidentally moves French border. A local history enthusiast was walking in the forest when he noticed the stone marking the boundary between the two countries had moved 2.29 meters, which is 7.5 feet. The Belgian farmer, apparently annoyed by the stone in the tractor's path, had moved it inside the French territory. Instead of causing an international uproar, the incident has been met with smiles on both sides of the border. Did he not realize that that rock was the border? The rock on his fucking farm is the border? I don't, I, I guess not. <laughs> like, I mean, this is how like wars get started back in the day. <laughs> For real. He made the Belgium side a little bigger and France a little smaller. It's not a Ooh. good idea. Have you been working on your French accent? That was like a vaguely European accent. Uh, I don't uh -huh. know the origin of David Lavou, mayor Never. of the Belgium village of Urquilines, as he told French TV, that was his quote, and I, I was I was taking a swing. I liked it. I'm happy my town was bigger. I'm trying to do your accent now. <laughs> but the mayor of Bujastel didn't agree. I'm sorry. That's I don't know what that French town is called. We should be able to avoid a new border war. The amused mayor of the neighboring French village told. La Vue de Nord. Local Belgian authorities plan to contact the farmer and ask him to return the stone to its original location. If that does not happen, the case could end up in the Belgian Foreign Ministry, which would have to summon a Franco-Belgian border, border commission dormant since 1930. <laughs> They're like, we got to call the, those guys up. But most of them are dead. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Doesn't matter. Get your ass to the border. We got a dispute to settle. If he shows goodwill, we won't... He, he won't have a problem. We will settle this issue amicably. How the fuck did they even know? Like, it, is it like... So a local historian was taking a walk in the forest and he noticed the oh, rock wasn't was. in the right place. Okay, I got confused. I, I, I thought... Okay, okay, that makes sense. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's 
speaking of being at the the right place at the right time, I would say, <laughs> uh, according to thecat.iheart.com, woman smuggles loaded gun into Missouri jail in her vagina. Well, what else are they for? If you can't put a loaded gun in your vagina, then what? Why did God give us these parts? Exactly, like it's uh, it's honestly nature's pocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second to you know our boobs. Uh huh. Nature's uh resting place. Like I place my phone on my chest a lot of times to hold it. If I'm <laughs> laying down, I'm just like, oh, I can just prop it right there. Women are essentially just really like advanced recliners. <laughs> <laughs> we've got pillows. We've got cup holders. You know. <laughs> Uh, so Amy Wilhite said that she was holding it for another inmate when authorities caught her smuggling a loaded gun into prison in her vagina. Local law enforcement officials arrested Wilhite, 39, on Valentine's Day on unrelated weapons and drug charges, among others. But on March 3rd, shortly before 1 p.m., <laughs> detention staff found the firearm in the Boone County Jail housing unit and Boone County Sheriff's Office said the media and the public information release. So apparently they didn't find this when they were doing like their strip search. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that's something that the movies make up. Like, you know, they have to like look up their butts and stuff and in their vaginas before they go into prison, right? Yeah, they, they get a thorough pat down and a procedural strip search when she entered the jail on February 14th. So the sheriff's office said that it was a 22 caliber revolver measuring about four inches long, 2.38 inches wide at about 4.6 ounces. It was concealed within a body cavity is what they said, which we all know what that means. We all know what a body cavity is for a female. <laughs> so she's been sentenced to a decade in prison after pleading guilty to smuggling the weapon, and that it was fully loaded with five rounds at the time. She was only holding on to it for another female detainee, but other inmates all stated Amy was in possession of the firearm. So people snitched! Nobody snitched. She was snitching. She was like, oh, it's not for me. It's for someone else. And then all, yes, everyone else was but like... other mm, other inmates all stated she was in possession of the firearm. Oh, uh, no. I thought that... Oh. Somebody snitched. Well, wouldn't you rather do that than get shot in the head with a vagina gun? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Maybe stitches yeah. are allowed in this situation. Yeah. It doesn't always hurt to be a good student, does it? No. <laughs> I guess not. This next story makes me ill. According to the New York Post.com. Man allegedly swings colostomy bag at cops at Kid Rock's bar in Nashville. Oh, I didn't even see the colostomy bag part. I just was feeling sick that Kid Rock has a bar in Nashville. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Boom. <laughs> they were struck uh, in the line of duty. Oh, man. That was like, I wonder how many high fives that journalist got from, you know, the people in his home because he's probably working from home. <laughs> It felt good to read it. It felt good. Absolutely. A drunk man at Kid Rock's bar in Tennessee literally lost his shit on a pair of police officers swinging his colostomy bag at them and whacking them with feces. Hey, guys, don't do that. That is disgusting and probably how the plague started. <laughs> that's, that's COVID-21 is 
It's all started by this guy. Nicholas Adam Newhart, 39, was blocking an emergency exit door in an indoor area of Kid Rock's big-ass honky-talk rock and roll steakhouse. All right. Hold on. Let's Let, workshop gotta, this name. Yeah. Kid Rock's big-ass honky-talk rock and roll steakhouse. Who even makes a sign that big? And a neon one because it's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's one in Vegas in um, Harrah's called Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill. <laughs> yes. Like, I've embarrassingly eaten at a Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill, but grudgingly yeah. in Oklahoma I, I mean, I City. Went there, I went there on my own free will. But, like, have country stars never been to restaurants before? Do they not realize that, like, a small, sleek name is what's better? <laughs> Im Grill. Boa. Like, those are steakhouse names. Taylor's. Kid Rock's Bar. <laughs> you know, like, d- just make it Kid Rock's Bar and then be done. But, like, big-ass honky-tonk rock and roll steakhouse. I don't want a rockin' and rollin' steak. No. I want my steak dead, chill, like, and served a little warm. Like, you I don't... chill? Oh, like, relaxed. Relaxed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, Erica, cold steak. Interesting. Hot take. <laughs> The security staffers told Newhart to leave, but he refused, and he prompted them to prompting them to track down cops for help. Newhart then allegedly took out his colostomy bag from inside his pants and began to swing it around wildly, hitting two officers with his excrement. Cops said Newhart was so wasted at the time he couldn't stand steadily on his own, had bloodshot eyes, and a strong smell of alcohol emanating from his body. I mean, I find it hard to believe that the bartenders are over serving at Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse. That's exactly. I was like, "How dare we question their integrity?" Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he was uh, charged with two misdemeanor counts of assault on an officer, offensive contact, as well as public intoxication and disorderly conduct. He remained in custody Wednesday on a forty-five hundred dollar bond. Online records show Twitter's been having fun with this a little bit. I don't think I'd want to be in the transport car on his arrest. Some officers may need to take a quick bath, is what the Nashville scanner tweeted. Okay, so the Sheboygan scanner, the Nashville scanner, if you can find a Twitter account that is blank city scanner, it is going to be amazing. Because it is, is that? It's just literally a transcript of what comes across police scanners. So like the oh, Sheboygan wow. one is the best, in my opinion, Sheboygan scanner. Uh, Which, where is Sheboygan? Great question. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I just know a lot about their crime. I just know a lot about the Sheboygan crime. I don't even know if I know how to spell Sheboygan. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, we follow them on our Trashy Trashy Twitter. So if you go to our Twitter and go to our followers, you can find it. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Oh, that's that's cute. Another Twitter said, if you don't want to be exposed to shit, stay away from Kid Rock. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Got him. Um, oh man, he's a he's a son of Oklahoma. Newhart's Facebook page indicates he's from Wynette, Oklahoma, and one post from 2005 shows a large Confederate flag tattoo on the back of his head. He also has the flag tattooed on his forearm, according to his profile picture. Wow, two flag tattoos. He got the one on the back of his head. And he was like, "Oh wait, I can't see it. <laughs> better, <laughs> better get one get on my arm one. so I can see it." <laughs> if if I wear a hat, how are people going to know that I'm racist? Uh-huh. I better get one on my arm. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. 
believe that that stuck. You know, I can't believe that this thing stuck from episode one. <laughs> yeah, like I was doing it as a bit because I thought we would definitely get like a you know like a sting or something, and then we just never did. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> I like it too. I like I like imagining people in their cars or at their jobs or whatever they're listening to this, you know, to themselves quietly going. I don't know if they do that, but if you do, I love you for it. You know, according to NewYorkTimes.com, a website that I subscribe to, the birth rate has declined for the sixth year straight in 2020. The federal government reported on Wednesday early evidence that the coronavirus pandemic has accelerated a trend among American women of delaying pregnancy. Earlier in the pandemic, there was a speculation that the major changes in life American families could lead to a recovery in the birth rate as couples hunkered down together. In fact, they appeared to have the opposite effect. Births were down sharply at the end of the year when babies conceived at the start of the pandemic would have been born. So they were, yeah, I remember this, like in the, you know, first few months of the pandemic, everyone's like, oh, there's going to be a big baby boom after this because people are so bored. I can't speak for all couples, but I know some couples, especially the ones who live in one bedroom apartments, it's more like they're not having sex. They don't even want to look at each other's fucking face. Uh-huh. And and <laughs> they got laid off. They can't fucking afford a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. You're not gonna you're not gonna be snoozing on birth control at a time like this. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Doubling up. Yeah. So there was three million six hundred and five two oh wow. This I'm not good with big numbers. Let me, you were let me try this it. again. Was I, I I got I got insecure like midway in. No, I was you, like you nailed it. Okay. Just imagine the number in its underwear. Okay. Three million six hundred and five thousand two hundred and one births in the United States last year, the lowest number since nineteen seventy nine. The birth rate measured as the number of babies per thousand women ages 15 to 44 has fallen about 19% since its recent peak in 2007. So basically, ever since the 2008 recession, we've been going down. Yeah. Nobody can afford to have a child. Yeah. So I listened to a couple podcasts about this because I just find it fascinating. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out why this is happening. And there's a lot of theories. One of them has to do with the fact that teenagers are not having children anymore, which like, good. Good. Like, why the, I don't, I don't necessarily think that like teenagers should even be involved in the statistics. <laughs> like when they're saying like, oh yeah, women, just, women 18, ages 15 to 44. I'm like, hey, leave these 15 year olds out of it, please. You're not a woman at 15. Like, yeah. You're at 18 is when you are officially an adult. And I don't think you're still an adult yet. No, your brain's not fully formed till you're like 25, but uh, yeah. For I legal purposes. Yeah. Under 18, you are still a girl. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's of course, under 18 you're still a girl, and then 18 to 25 you're not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then 25 to 27 it's kind of just a weird spooky place. I would even say 25 to 28. 28. 28's when you're an adult. This is just my experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then 28 and over, you're the lady in red. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. Lady in red. <laughs> All right. Okay. So teenage birth rate's gone down a lot and it's because they use birth control 
And also, apparently, they don't have sex as much as they used to. Or we used to, I suppose. Interesting. Because of internet. I don't think that they're either as bored or as interested in social, like, head-to-head, like, interaction. Mm -hmm. So they're just having sex like later in life or whatever. And um, and also when you're a teenage girl, all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, big future ahead. I don't want to risk this. Yeah. Yeah. One participant of the Women's Health Research Group in East Tennessee State University, Molly Sharp, said, I'm far too young to be responsible for a child at 25. I'm just still learning about myself and being an adult. That's just no way I could take on the responsibility of having a kid right now. Ms. Sharp, who is engaged in December, has been with her fiancé, now a medical student, for about seven years. She said she's also been deterred by the rising costs of having a child, from daycare to college. The knowledge that she and her fiancé would have to pay off a large amount of debt from his medical school, she said that her ideal age to have a child would be in her early 30s and that she could not imagine having a baby before the age of 30. None of my close friends are having kids, says Ms. Sharp, who was just accepted into graduate school. We are working jobs and figuring out what we're doing, but don't have much plans much past five years. So, I mean, this is this has certainly been my experience is, you know, like, I don't have, I have like maybe one set of friends who got married even, like when we were in our you know, not, not yet a woman phase. Mm -hmm. And then now, you know, like I have more friends who are getting married and then, and like, finally, like we're all like in our early thirties. Now there's rumblings of people going to maybe start trying to have kids, Uh but never before, never. And anyone I know who had, who's had a child that is like close to me, that baby was an accident. Uh-huh. A, a lovely, lovely, well-deserved, we love the accidents, obviously. Like, I love my friend's kids, but they weren't planned. See, I find the opposite being from Oklahoma. A lot of you my friends You don't love your got- friend's unplanned kids? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love the accidents. I love the on-purposes. Uh, uh-huh. I love the intentional <laughs> children as much as I love their accidents. But a lot of my friends got married in their early 20s and started to have children early um, my core group of friends, one mm-hmm. of our friends just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And so like of one of my college groups, like, and there's still one, two, three, four, four or five of us that don't have children yet that I think is kind of the, the stronghold for now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm here with like, there's eight of us total. Nobody has kids yet. We're all around the same age. There's one with rumblings. And then I'll say two of us because I want to have a baby in the next few years. Like there's two of two of us couples that are right around there. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the fourth one is. I respect them, whatever the decision is. But like we're all in our 30s because it just, you don't you can't afford, you can't afford this. And, you know, one of the other theories of why the birth rate is going down is because women now we have, we live in, you know, a little bit, a lot closer to equality than anything else that we have in our, in history. Mm-hmm. So we're just having the amount of kids that we want to have rather than being like baby machines. Yeah. And, and like we pay for labor rather than having children to be a part of our labor force. 
Does that make what? sense? Like, no, farmers aren't having 12 kids because somebody had to work the farm anymore. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're paying so, for labor. Yeah. Because they were trying to figure out if this was just like a United States thing, because as a country, we don't have a lot of social safety nets, mm-hmm. but we might get more like there's certain countries like I know Japan and the United States was thinking about doing things like, you know, free preschool for everyone and free community college for everyone is incentive to have a child. Cause yeah, right now, like economically, there's not really a lot of incentive, but, but it's happening in other countries too. So that's where like, Oh no, women are just like, don't want to fucking have four, four five, six kids. Yeah. Like they don't want their entire life to be taking care of six kids. So that's, that's that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like women nowadays just have much more control of their fertility. Like some Which people, is great. Yeah, it's I think it's it, like you said we're getting close to equality. It's not there yet, but we're getting closer. So at today's rates, women have around 1.6 children. That's like the average amongst all childbearing American women. Um a level a level that dem- demographers call below replacement because it signals that today's generation of parents may be producing a generation of children smaller than itself. So there's pros and cons obviously because there's so many fucking baby boomers and if there's not enough people to kind of like pay taxes and replace them, it's, I mean, it's going to fall on like our children to like, it's falling on us to deal with it and it will continue to fall down and down until finally it kind of, you know, whatever. But climate wise, very good that we're having less children. And also like, you know, if you don't have as big of a labor force, then you're existing labor force makes more money. So our children might make more money. On to the future. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the world is pretty goddamn big and we have a hard time. We don't have a hard time growing food. We have a hard time distributing food to everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, so a lot of food is lost in the distribution process, like from, from ground to harvest to, to getting it into the mouths of people. And if we have a little less people, like maybe we'll get a little bit better about distributing food to them. Yeah. So I can say from a completely selfish standpoint that I like that all my friends are waiting until their late 20s and 30s to A, get married and B, have kids because that's obviously like what I have chosen to do as well. But I'll tell you what, I'm 31 and I feel like every fucking week I'm hearing like, so-and-so's friend. Oh my God, they're pregnant. Like, and I'm just like, everybody get pregnant. And all I want now, I'm just like, I want that baby. Give me that baby. I feel like my biological, my trashy little biological clock is like, give me that. Give me a baby. Give me a baby. I want a baby. Give me the baby. Have you considered getting another cat? Because that's the solution I had when I (laughs) felt that knock. I just said, get another cat. No, I I want a baby. I want a baby. I want a baby. That's okay though. I respect your decision not to have children. Yeah. Ever? Uh, ever. I want to be Great. everybody's aunt. Absolutely. You can you can spend time with my baby. When I get the baby. Oh my god, I'll babysit the shit out of that baby. <laughs> Everyone's like, don't let her have a baby. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen to the way that she's speaking. I don't. uh, Is she going to eat it? I'm scared. I don't know yet. Are you hoarding anything this week? Yes, I am. I. Okay. 
as everyone knows, I was watching all the Marvel movies, so I did finish them. Okay. Okay. I did not know. I did not know that Avengers Affinity, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but like I'm doing the listeners a, a service that no one thought to do for me because everyone just assumed that I knew Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Get the fucking tissues ready. Yeah. Because like I was inconsolable, hysterical. Aww. Like <laughs> I was fucked up and I happened to be working. I was because I, I watch movies while I work. So I was working at my partner's house when I was finishing Infinity War. And so then I just kind of like wandered into his bedroom, <laughs> broken, sad, <laughs> like no. bawling. And he was like, Oh my God, what's wrong? And I was like, <laughs> again, I'm not going to spoil anything. But I was like, <laughs> and he was like, laughing at me and he said i'm gonna be a good guy and i'm not gonna film you but i really want to (laughs) and look i am so guilty in my not a not a girl not yet a woman phase which i'm officially now just gonna call 18 to 25 that that britney spears um i would film embarrassing stuff all the time not well, although in the beginning of Snapchat, I think we were all fucking up. Um, and certainly Instagram stories back when we would all get drunk could sometimes uh-huh. get sloppy. But I would film that kind of stuff and I wouldn't I wouldn't use it. I don't use it to blackmail people. Like I'll just like my best friends would be like, remember this? Whatever. I, I and I, I I know that that's wrong. I know it's trashy now. So I'm actually hoarding <laughs> my own growth and encouraging other people, like, hey, don't don't film people when they're like super like doing something embarrassing. Like if I'm a grown ass woman weeping at the end of a Marvel movie, like let that just be an, a moment that we enjoy. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't film me. I thought that was a very nice thing of him to do. I, <laughs> I used to do a lot of front facing Instagram comedy and, mm-hmm. and filming. Yeah. I would film things that I'm like, Maybe that was just a moment for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I used to look at my Instagram stories the next morning after going out and being like, delete, 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 because I'm just like, this is, this isn't. <laughs> I don't look good here. And yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like an older version of me may have filmed someone if I was on the other side of it, or even like allowed him to film me. You can film me. You like, can literally. Film me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just proud. I'm just, I'm, I'm hoarding to not, not filming people in, <laughs> in vulnerable moments. What are you hoarding? I'm hoarding. Get your, get your popcorn, put your mm. peanut butter M&Ms inside of it, and then get you an HBO Max subscription mm. and watch the series Generation Hustle. And each oh. episode is about a different scam. One of them was about WeWork. One of them was about a scam rap out of Detroit. One of them's about Anna Delvey and the way she kind of scammed all of New York. It's just short, one-hour documentaries about scammers, and it's so fucking good. That sounds right up my alley. It's great. The scam rap episode, episode three, I've watched it twice now, and I'm just like, this is blowing my mind. 
I love that. I'm going to definitely watch it. What's it called again? Generation Hustle. Fuck yeah. It's real good. Are you throwing anything away? Yeah, I am. I have to use a PC for work. I fucking hate it. Uh It's awful. So I've decided to just be like a total buzzkill and throw out all of these weird memes of people being like, oh, Bill Gates is single. You know? Uh Uh-huh. I don't like PCs. I think Bill Gates is not a bad guy. I think, you know, obviously very philanthropic, Mm -hmm. a, a, a smart man. But like, I just, I don't know why I'm like this sort of bit of internet culture just isn't feeling cute to me, you know? Yeah. Like it kind of like it, there, there feels like there's some sort of misogyny involved in it a little bit. And I don't know. I just like, I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. I I, I don't know why it bugs me. I don't, I can't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like who gives a fuck how much money he has? I, I, I shouldn't say that. I know that, you know shacking up with a billionaire would be life-changing but like you know just i'll go ahead and say it's chuggy oh it's chuggy i agree it's it's chuggy to suddenly thirst after a man in his 60s who him and his wife have decided to get in a divorce and also like all the weird like kind of like oh wonder what melinda's doing like what I mean, like, look at Melinda taking off in like a speedboat, like happy with all of her riches. Oh, I don't know. I just don't like it for some reason. Well, she's obviously going to date Pete Davidson, like all everyone's single, and then she'll grow out of that. <laughs> I like Pete Davidson. I do too. I do too. I think he's a troubled young man, but I think he has like ultimately a good heart. I think so too. Yeah, people tend to like him. What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out targeted ads and Facebook telling you that to remain free it needs to track your information 100%. What is I think it was like Adam ruins everything or something like that where you figured out that like if you just paid like $14 a month for Facebook <laughs> they wouldn't need to do that. Which at this point I honestly don't know if I would pay for it. I I only use it for birthdays and to promote trashy trashy and then what I've done is I've started taking out people's birthdays and then putting a reminder in my phone Mm -hmm. so that eventually I can get off of this damn app. Yeah. I mean, I just, I I recreated my Facebook in the past few months because I was looking for a job and now I have a job. So I've been thinking about deleting it again. (laughs) But yeah, the targeted ads, it makes it really hard for no by May because I'm like, damn, that's exactly what I need. Like they Mm -hmm. know me to a T. I mean, that's what they want. I know. That's the point. Fucking capitalism, baby. Fucking capitalism, baby. That's a good one to throw out. Yeah. Where can the people find you? You can find me at Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on the Nooner podcast and the Smodcast Network. And I don't think I was in Pilot Dump. Can you rewatch those Pilot Dumps from Twitch? Yes. Okay, cool. I was in a recent uh, stream of Pilot Dump um, from the Pack Theater's Twitch Pilot is called Nero the Killer Vole. So if you want to, you know, see a table read of a of this guy named Sam Weller's very cool animated first draft of his script, I I I play the villain. Ooh, so, you know. Friend of the pod, Sam Weller, listener. Mm-hmm. So shout out yeah. to Sam. Good job. It was I, super it was super fun. I watched part of it before I fell asleep last night. 
Oh, did we put you to sleep, Erica? No, it was very entertaining. I I shouldn't say asleep. I should say before I passed out last night. Okay, before you died from brunch, yes. Before um, I brunched out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super fun and it was funny and I I can't wait to see what go where it goes. So, yeah, check that out. The Twitch t- twitch.tv/packtheater. Awesome. Where do they find you, Erica? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and at Gilly Gal on Twitter. And you can also find me on an upcoming episode of Shut Up, I Love It. I talk about the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous and why I think it's one of the most underrated comedies of all time. It should be quoted like Anchorman and Zoolander and Austin Powers was. And uh, I think because it was like a female-focused film, it didn't get its due. Interesting. I would put the argument in that because it's not quoted like those movies, it is protected. Okay. Okay. Because those movies are quoted. Yeah, those movies are quoted so often that it's kind of like nobody's watching Anchorman 1 and going, this is actually really funny. You know? (laughs) I fell out of my chair the first time I saw Anchorman. I laughed so hard in the theaters. You fell onto a movie theater floor? Onto a movie theater floor. I was laughing so so hard. What part made you laugh that hard? I, all of, I mean, it just, a whale's vagina. Like, I was like, what? You can't say that. Uh, You know, I mean, it was, (laughs) what? It was, you know, I was in high school, but it made me laugh so damn hard. I remember where I was. Like, I remember falling. I remember, like, quoting the movie afterwards. Anyway. (laughs) So listen to my episode okay. of Shut Up, I Love It, and go give them, you know, rate, review, subscribe. It's a fun mm-hmm. podcast hosted by Joe and Sasha. So cool. And you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and on Twitter, where we post this week's stories to our our socials. So to get you a little view, a little tease of what we talk about each day. Mm-hmm. And you can always find us at www.trashytrashypodcast.com and let us know why you're trash. Send us your Vegas stories. We are still collecting and soliciting Las Vegas trashy stories. It doesn't have to be epic. It can be, I puked in a trash can. It can be, I ordered salmon at a Denny's and I, <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> uh, send us those stories in. We, we really appreciate the ones we've received so far. Yes. We love you. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. Oh, I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.